Hello and welcome to episode 73 of the Mo Money Podcast and another listener series episode. Uh, for this episode, I'm interviewing Erica Lutz, who reached out to me over email. She heard my call out for uh, people to interview for my listener series of the Mo Money Podcast. She had a fabulous email, her whole kind of life story, which I was like in awe of because a lot, she's uh, gone through a lot and overcome a lot and is super inspiring. So I'm very much uh, looking forward to sharing my interview with her uh, with you right now. Thanks, Erica, for joining me on the show for a, another listener series episode. I'm so glad you reached out with your very long, <laughs> detailed email about your story. I really appreciated it. Um, so yeah, I, I'm so excited for you to share um, your story with everyone because it is very fascinating and diverse. And let's just start yeah I guess. for sure <laughs> where do you want to start you you tell me you just go tell let's sure. do this um yeah <laughs> let's start I guess from the beginning so hi yeah that's always yeah, a good place that's, I figure that's pretty good um <laughs> so I was born to young immigrant parents and we came over from the communist Czech Republic when I was about two mm -hmm. and we lived in Montreal till I was five and then moved out to towards Calgary and um, mm -hmm. we're out the, I've pretty much raised out there and we really we struggled quite a bit my father was mm -hmm. had a really hard time having consistent work and then my mother mm -hmm. got pregnant when I was nine and had my brother mm -hmm. and then never went back uh, after her mat leave. And so we ran mm -hmm. out of money. And after about a really tumultuous year, um, we were both, my brother and I, who was two at the time and mm -hmm. I was 11, um, were apprehended mm -hmm. from my parents by social services. And so we were mm. in foster care for a year and a half. And yeah, uh, <laughs> we got, we got, that must've been really tough. It was really tough, but you know, my brother, I, I wanted my brother when I, when, when my mom was pregnant with him, I was thrilled mm -hmm. and I knew it was a yeah. boy and I was, so he was my <laughs> everything. And mm -hmm. yeah, so we, we kind of helped each other uh, along the way. Mm -hmm. And then, so Spent the year and a half in foster care, and we got really lucky. We had good foster parents. And then another couple mm -hmm. came along and adopted us, and it was really serendipitous. We met in June, and we moved in with them in mm -hmm. August. Yeah, wow. and it just, it just kind of fit, That's and quick. it worked. And by that time, I was mm -hmm. 13, and my brother was three. So, yeah. Wow. And I guess... The, you know, the big shock uh, after being adopted and going through that whole process was just the juxtaposition of the, the finances, like just the way of life from mm -hmm. you know, being beneath the poverty line for, mm -hmm. for so long to yeah. basically upper middle class. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah. So that was pretty much my upbringing. Uh, and mm -hmm. then at 23, I got diagnosed with MS and mm -hmm. that kind of, uh, that was, that was a, a big shock. And, 
Mm-hmm. And then I spent most of my <laughs> most of my twenties um, frantic. Either I I um, mm-hmm. I oscillated between you know hoarding my money and being very you know I have to save for the future and be able to take care of myself and yoloing just you know yeah. trips and well I deserve furniture and uh, you know the new car and I think part mm-hmm. of that was trying to find the self-worth that I think I lost with that MS diagnosis mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah that's a big I mean change to your life especially um having that uh diagnosis so young and yeah I can absolutely see how that can affect how you I mean, not just like your overall life, but, you know, specifically when it comes to your finances, it's like you want to prepare for your future, but then you also want to take advantage of the moment and yeah, that can get, you know, yeah, confusing. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. yeah. And, uh, and then I was at a point, so that was, yeah, 23 and then around 25, I was, laid off from work and mm-hmm. um and what did you do uh, I was I'm a nurse so I was at a clinic and mm-hmm. they did some shuffling of staff and then I was the last one hired and temporary and so mm. off I went and instead of getting EI I was too proud and I I had this kind of not wanting to not wanting to emulate what my biological parents had done. So not wanting to like EI yeah. to me was welfare. And so I was, you know, right. that was my mindset. I know it's not. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I can see how you can make that connotation. You're like, no, I don't want to go to that place. Yeah, again, exactly. Almost. And so mm-hmm. I, I happened to have a $15,000 line of credit at the time. Cause I had entertained going back to school briefly, and so I had secured that in anticipation going back. And then, so I used that $15,000 during that three months, and it quickly maxed that out. And Mm -hmm. I went on for another few years just shuffling credit card debt and the line of credit and just trying to ignore everything and then finally, last November, I don't know what it was. I started, mm-hmm. I, I love listening to podcasts, and I have for quite a mm-hmm. few years. Shocker, I'm on one now. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and um, I just started listening to f- financial podcasts, and it gave me the idea to to go and try to negotiate a uh, lower interest rate on my line of credit. And then uh, the hotel, or sorry, not the hotel, the bank, the bank person was mm-hmm. like, well, why do you want to change it into a loan if you want to plan on getting rid of it? And so I did. And then the more I learned, the more I started taking better steps financially. And so now I'm, mm-hmm. I started off with about $16,000 in debt with all the credit cards being consolidated in the line of credit. And then now I'm at about 11. So, and that's been in the last year. That's good. Yeah. And I managed to pay off my car in the that's process good as well. So, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, wow. 
Wow, that's really great. That's awesome. That seems like so a lot has happened. You've you've dealt with, you know, a lot in your lifetime. Most people probably wouldn't be able to, I mean, handle kind of all those ups and downs and just the you know, instability. I feel like that's one thing that, you know, you definitely have going for you. You seem very adaptable to situations and, uh, and independent. And, uh, you know, you realized even though you had kind of a a spending problem and you, you know, you eventually at some point, whatever triggered it, you realized, okay, I need to make a change. And you did it, did. And now, you know, you've made so much progress and now I'm, I'm so glad that you're here sharing your story, um, on my podcast, I'm glad you listen to personal finance podcasts and then, you know, kind of maybe when you were listening, that's when I decided to do this listener mm-hmm. series. And then here we are. It's fate. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I'm really glad I'm doing this listener series. There's so many interesting people out there with unique stories like you. Um, so I, I'm wondering just so, you know, talking about your debt, do you have a, a due date or a deadline when you hope to have it all paid off by? You know, I was planning on this time next year, probably December of next year. And Mm -hmm. in the last week I've had to, I've been looking at needing a new mattress because I've got some back issues. And finally I realized Mm -hmm. after getting a better night's sleep on an air mattress in my parents' hallway that perhaps it's It's time time. for a new one. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. so I'm looking at that expense as well as uh, the tires on my car are, uh, needing to be changed and the heat on my car just, uh, went kaputs on me. So that's been, that's going to be another 800 Mm -hmm. bucks. So begrudgingly, I think I'm going to have to put that, uh, due date Mm -hmm. or, or aspiration date, push that off by Mm -hmm. probably at least six months. But the hope, I would say safely two years to pay it off. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's good no matter what to have a specific date Um, because you never know. You may surprise yourself and you may actually be able to make, you know, that first date. Like it's always good to maybe have like one date, but then you could have the plan B date. Um, So no matter what, you do have a date to have it paid off by. So I'm curious what besides um, consolidating all of your debt, what other things have you been doing so you can kind of chip away at your debt and also, you know, continue to live your life and, you know, pay for these expenses without going into more Mm -hmm. debt? I've sold quite a few things on Kijiji. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I love Kijiji. And I recently had a job change. So I work in Red Deer, Alberta, so central Alberta. And I Mm -hmm. was driving 40 minutes every day to work at a clinic. And now I work downtown Red Deer and I walk to work most days. And so that's 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 freed up a lot of of cash, just Mm gas-wise. And time-wise, it's... You don't think the the forty minute commute makes a difference, and especially energy wise, oh, it, it does. does. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, exactly. I, you know, luckily I do live in the city, and I mean, still my commute on the subway is about forty minutes. But whenever I go back home, and if I work from uh, in Vancouver, and I, you know, work from the office there, it's you know, I stay at my parents' house, and it's quite a bit further away. It's in the suburbs. It's like a good 
hour, I'd say door to door, maybe even a bit longer. And it just drains you, Mm -hmm. you know, getting up super early to get the, the train all the way to the city. And it's just, it really does, you know, you know, a half an hour can make a huge difference. Absolutely. And are you on the the Mm -hmm. train or do you take bus in Toronto? Uh, I take the subway, but there, I am actually close uh, to the train, the go train. And I have never, I haven't tried it yet, so I might try it, but it is an extra expense. Like it's a bit more expensive than just getting the, the regular transit pass. So I'm not sure if I, if it's worth it, but I think I want to try it out, time it to see how much time I'd save and see if it's like worth the money. <laughs> Basically. For sure. I have to always kind of balance like how cheap I am <laughs> to, well, this might save you time. So I I oh, agree. Gosh. I'm kind of yeah. That's yeah. a hard balance. The to same find. way, right? Yeah, I know. I For know. Sure. I'm I'm sometimes a bit of a cheapskate. I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So I, I'm curious. Um, you know, and congratulations to you and props to you for you know basically breaking the cycle. You know, it's hard growing up. Um, you know, in a household where there isn't a lot of money, and it's hard to kind of get out of that and to, you know, not live just like how you grew up in debt or, you know, money, your paycheck to paycheck or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what have you done, I guess, to make sure you, you aren't going to ever get into that place and that, you know, moving forward, you will be, you know, saving for your future and, you know, living a financially free life. Yeah, I've, I've been lucky enough that I've always contributed to RSPs since I was 18. But I think recently in the last year, I've made sure I had that thousand dollar buffer. So the, Mm -hmm. when the heat went on the car, it's like, this is no big deal. Otherwise I would have previous to this, I would have had to dip into the credit card or, or, you know, if the line of credit was there kind of thing. Yeah. So now I have that buffer and, and it's funny cause now you don't want to touch it. <laughs> exactly. Like, I can probably find some extra money somewhere <laughs> else that I don't need mm-hmm. to touch that thing. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, those steps and just, uh, I've, I've stuck to a budget. I've, I'm actually using YNAB and it's working yeah, really well. Yeah. I want well. to talk to you cause you're, yeah. Yeah, I I actually just had a conversation with someone about um, YNAB, which is an app, right, or or a program that's called You Need a Budget. And but they were American, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I wonder if any Canadians use that. But you're Canadian and you use it, so that's cool. I didn't know it was available here, and and you know people in Canada could use it. So that's that's good to hear. So I'd like to know what you what is this program that everyone's talking about, and how has it helped you? Yeah, it's it's a zero zero budget, zero budgeting software. And mm-hmm. I'm using mm-hmm. the, the 4.0 version. I, there is a new one that is strictly online, but I haven't, uh, I like this one so much. I'm like, I don't want to go to the new one yet. So yeah. I'm speaking of the old version when I talk about it. And mm-hmm. it's, it lets you just same thing as most budgeting softwares and stuff, your line items of what you want and, and making sure that every dollar that you bring in is accounted for. And mm-hmm. it's it's got an app, so I'm grocery shopping and I can see how much I have. And I've I've been really diligent with making sure that I don't go over budget on things 
like groceries mm-hmm. and which is hard you know, to do. Yeah, cuz it, it, yeah, it always happens you get, especially <laughs> if you go if you go to the grocery store and you're hungry, that's always the worst. You're like, I want everything. And then you yeah. go back and you look at your receipt and you're like, how did we spend all that money? What did we even buy? <laughs> yeah. But I'll I'll say to my boyfriend, I'll be like, well, we're we're done grocery money, you know, it's a Monday and we don't get paid mm-hmm. till Friday and I'm like, we're out of grocery money, so we're just eating what's in the fridge for yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Me and my husband do then. a lot of and that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're having well, soup again. <laughs> exactly. Whereas before yeah. I wouldn't have, I would have been like, ah, it's fine, whatever. And, and, but now it's, that's how much is allotted. And you get to a point where it's, you kind of know how much you want to spend on it. And, and you don't really want to spend that much more on groceries or that much more, mm-hmm. you know, things where it's, yep somewhere else <laughs> so I'll, I'll mm-hmm. figure out a way to make it work absolutely so you know besides I guess you know budgeting and, and living fairly frugally and being very conscious mm-hmm. of your spending you know once you are debt-free what do you kind of have planned like what are some of your goals what are the things that you want to do um, you know kind of with that extra income that you won't have to be putting towards your debt mm-hmm Definitely doing some catching up on investing. I've started looking into that. Mm-hmm. Now that I have a handle of the debt repayment piece, I'm looking at more the investment side of things and getting more interested in mm-hmm. the robo-advising and the different companies yeah, that are so coming out. there's so many out. options these days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah, which is then, kind of exciting. It's like you don't just have to go to an advisor anymore. There's a lot more self-directed routes, which I think are fascinating. Yeah. And, and right now I have some RSPs in just your typical banks and, and their, their GICs are, yeah, most of them mm-hmm. are GICs. And I was, and that's the other thing is, is that scarcity mindset I had for so long. All of my mm-hmm. GICs and, and RSPs are all very uh, safe. They're very non-aggressive. Yeah. And I realize yeah. mm-hmm. now the more educated I get, the that I need to change that and and the more Mm -hmm. okay I'm getting with it as time goes on Mm -hmm. and uh and the other thing is is my boyfriend's a an indie wrestler so he's a pro wrestler and he does a circuit around through Alberta and I'm hoping that we get to a point where we can go and travel if he is able to get a gig in Japan Ooh. or Mexico that I can go with him and we keep our expenses low and we can just go and take off. And if I have to go teach English or I can go do different things, mm-hmm. then I have the capability of doing that. Definitely. You no, know, I always, and that's always kind of my main goal is just the more, money I accumulate or save and make. It's it's all just so I can have more flexibility and freedom in my life. So I won't have to make more choices. I can, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like just have the freedom of choice instead of being forced to make a choice, yeah. I guess, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So I totally hear you. I totally hear you. Um, so before I let you go, uh, is there anything else you'd, you'd like to share? You did, um, you know, mention of your MS diagnosis. Did you want to share anything particular about that? I mean, I'm not sure if you want to share anything about your story or not. No, I've, I've been fairly lucky with my MS. I have relapse remitting, which is 
the out of the different types is your very less aggressive one. And I've really been lucky Mm -hmm. in that, that I don't have many symptoms and, and it doesn't affect me a whole lot day to day and I'm not on any medications right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and yeah, and I think there was being diagnosed so young, I, it gave me a lot of shame around it. I think I was very, very upset at my body. Like it had let me down or it was, you know, I had done something Mm -hmm. to cause this. And I think over time you, you can let that go. And I'm in the process of letting that go. And I, I see that I work really closely Mm -hmm. with people with MS and I see that some Mm -hmm. people don't even acknowledge that they have it and I hope Mm -hmm. it's not because of of any shame and I really just want yeah want to kind of get rid of that and get rid of that stigma of Mm -hmm. of it being shameful Mm -hmm. yeah yeah no absolutely I I completely agree and you know I, I confided in you over email that I you know have uh or my my husband has a had a family member who uh experienced MS so I you know it's it's yeah. it's a tough situation you know and yeah and just like you mentioned it is you know when you are diagnosed with something like that is not something to be ashamed of but it's unfortunate you know if, if people don't talk about it you don't feel comfortable maybe sharing or talking about it so i'm glad that you're bringing it up just in case someone else is listening to this right now and and you know you know maybe just needed to hear what you just said and mm. you know i think it's important to uh to talk about it and be open about these types exactly. of things exactly it's it's no longer I talk with a lot of people and 20 years ago, it was with 20 plus years ago, it was very much, you know, don't tell anyone, don't tell work. Um, It was a black mark Mm -hmm. and it's no longer that way. And so I really want to work towards making sure that people no longer feel that way about it. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Erica, for taking some time and, and chatting with me and sharing your your story. I, I'm sure you know people listening will will be getting a lot out of uh, your story that you shared with me today. Thank you so much, Jessica. I really appreciate you doing this and and giving people a voice. Mm-hmm. No problem. Anytime. <laughs> And that was episode 73 of the Mo Money podcast and another listener series episode in the can. Thank you to Erica Lutz for uh, sharing her story with me and with all of you. It's it's so inspiring to hear these stories. Um, and I really appreciate her uh, sharing all of that on the show with me. It's, it's, it's an honor, honestly, it really is. And if you have a story that you want to share, it can be big, small, whatever, it doesn't matter. The whole point of me doing this series is to have uh, just you know, people that aren't necessarily in the personal finance sphere, like a blogger or an expert, but just, you know, a a person that has a story that they want to share with others so they can uh, learn from their successes, their failures, just their journey. And and that's what inspires me. I've learned so much uh, through this series. So I'm, I'm excited to hear from more of you. If you want to be on the show to chat with me, and I promise I'm super nice. I don't bite. Uh, just email me at jessica at jessicamorehouse.com. And I will uh, reach out to you and uh, we'll uh, get chatting and hopefully get you on the show. 
So thank you again for listening to this episode, and I will see you back here next Wednesday with the fabulous Letitia Styles as my guest. And uh, yeah, we're, we're kind of nearing the end, guys. We've got a, a couple weeks uh, left, but then I'm going to kind of uh, take a little bit of break uh, in December. So uh, it's uh, exciting times, guys. Exciting times. All right. See you next Wednesday. This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.